One, we've been studying. We've been studying on really the pra, a practicalness, or, or a, some pr, trying to bring out. And I haven't done a poor job of really being practical with it at this time about fighting, fighting personal sin, fighting our own sin. And it's, it's been more, more of a, more of an over, more of a spiritual. Uh, and of course, this book is spiritual. But tonight, tonight, I want to, I want to bring out a more practical uh, thought tonight. And uh, as I was going to kind of move away from some of the. The bigger subjects and, and and narrow down on a couple of practical things before before we we leave this little thought and, and this study. I've been enjoying it. It's it's been refreshing to me. I hope you have. Uh, but about about fighting sin practically, and it, and it was born out of a out of someone's heart, really someone else's heart, not really even mine. But I could just see the hunger, the desire, and I, and I, I just I just had to. I just had to, to dig into it a little bit, but uh, I want to read you. It's I want to read you uh, a good bit of scripture from First Corinthians chapter ten. We'll read about the thirteen verses, the first thirteen verses. I'm not going. I just really want to dwell on the last couple verses, but I want to I want to kind of read it for context and and because it's really important to where where this is going. So uh, we'll we'll read First Corinthians ten, starting with verse one tonight. And uh, I tell you what, let's 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 stand, let's pray. Uh, over this, and then uh, and then I'll read it. Let you sit down because it's about thirteen verses, uh, pretty lengthy. And I'd rather you, I'd rather you soak it up than stand there and uh, what have you. But let's just believe the Lord tonight, Father. I love you, Lord. I thank you. I always thank you for your word. Uh, I always thank you for our time together. I always I always want to do your will, Lord, and I want to do it to my best, Lord. And and you know that. So tonight I just pray. I pray over this word. I pray, Lord, you stirred my heart with it. Uh, even uh, even in a mighty way, actually, over the over the week. So I pray, Lord, that it'll come out that way, and that you'll use it to encourage someone, that someone will be able to to use it, Lord, in their arsenal, dear God, and, that and, and will keep them safe in this war against even our own sin. So, Lord, I love you tonight. Bless it with your hand. Bless this congregation. Everyone that's come out, Lord, use it for the building up of the kingdom, the edifying of this church, this body, and everyone that's here. We'll bless your name. We'll love you. We'll thank you. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, all the church said. Come on, let's thank the Lord again. Let's pray. Come on, you, you, can't, you can't go wrong blessing him. You can't go wrong praising him. Lord, I thank you for it. I thank you for it. Amen. Amen. You can be seated uh, tonight. I mean, we'll just soak this up as we go along. Like I said, I'm not going to really want to speak, but I want you to catch. I want you to catch uh, kind of the thought here. Paul's bringing this out. He's bringing this out to the Corinthians because uh, the Corinthians were really a blessed and a gifted, a privileged church. They, they, they had tasted of things spiritually that, that most churches had not and uh, in a spiritual way. God had blessed them. And, and the, 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 Paul uses the children of Israel under God's inspiration to get his point across. And tonight... Through the Spirit of the Lord, we'll use the children of Israel, but we'll use the Corinthian church. But it will relate to us and where we're at in our life, because we're a blessed people, we're a privileged people, far above most. You know, you consider the whole world. Uh, the American church is blessed. It would be the Corinthian church in that realm of such a blessed people. We've been privileged far above most. Amen. So let's read it kind of with that in mind tonight. The Bible says this, Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant or not understand, or, or you're not getting it, how that, how that all our fathers were under the cloud. Now he's, he's going back to Israel, the children of Israel when they come out of Egypt, and how all passed through the sea 
were baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea, all and did all eat the same spiritual meat, and did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of the spiritual rock. See, see God had just blessed them, privilege. They, they drank water from a rock, and they, 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 they ate from God's hand. And if they wanted meat, God sent, sent doves uh, to them, or not doves, but yeah, sent, sent, sent the, the meat to them and, and drowned them in at one time. <laughs> so much, so much foul. <laughs> that, that, now, they, 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 they drank of the spiritual rock that followed them. That, was, that rock was Christ. Verse 5, but with many of them, this is just kind of take this in, many of them God was, was not well pleased. Uh, for, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples to the intent that we should not lust. We should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. And then he begins to give us these examples. He says, neither be idolaters as were some of them. As it, as it is written, the people sat down and they ate and they drank and they rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day uh, three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of the serpents. Neither murmur ye as some of them murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these happen, things happen unto them for examples, examples. And they are written for our admonition, for our instruction, our correction, upon whom the end of the worlds are come. Wherefore, and here's, here's, really, here's really my big verse today. Wherefore, most time it's in this particular text, it's verse 13, but tonight verse 12 is really where I want to operate off of the most. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he stands, or standeth, take heed. Lest he fall. And in verse 13, most everybody knows this one. But therefore, there, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that you may be able to bear it. You can go back to verse 11, or verse 12 tonight too, Casey. Father, bless your word tonight. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I want to go back to verse 12. Now, I want you to keep all, the, all that we read kind of in, 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 in your mind for context. But I want to go back to verse 12, and I want to look at this. Because this is, this is a scripture that, 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 that I feel is so important, especially as we, as we aim to do war against personal sin, uh, and especially in the context in which we live. Uh, I, really see, I really see us. I really see our 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 time in this text tonight. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he stand take heed, lest he fall. And, and what I want to talk to you tonight, this is kind of going to kind of give you a, a title, and it's really the, my main thought up front, and then I'm going to try to unpack it just a little bit. But right up front, I want to give you this thought. I want to give you this thought. Uh, according to this verse and according to the context of the scriptures that we've read, I want to give you this thought. When, when we're at our best, I want you to think about that. When we are at our best, if, according to this scripture, if we're going to really fight and use these as examples, but when we're at our best, we should plan for the worst. 
want you to think about that. When we're at our best, when we're at our best, we should plan for even our worst. Amen. Even for our worst. Now, the reason I breathe that out and the reason I think that's important and even what this text, uh, the whole chapter kind of brings out, I see something. I see something from the children of Israel. I see something from the Corinthians in which he was addressing. And I see something that, that, that is so large in our generation or this age, the American church age of this time. This is it. We are so prone to grow presumptuous. We are so prone to do that. That's our, that's our tendency. That's our disposition to grow presumptuous. You know, you know, I was reading the scripture, and I might even bring it out tonight. You've read scriptures where, 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 where God was silent. Sometimes the heavens are silent, but that don't mean God was okay with how things were. We're so, sometimes, sometimes we, think, we think just because it's going along and going along, it's okay. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be hard tonight or any of that, but I, I'm going to preach what the word of the Lord says in this text. I, I, I will do that. But, but we're, we're so prone. There's a lot of reasons we grow presumptuous. I, I, I can preach this from experience. I can preach. I've been presumptuous over my 29 years now serving the Lord and, and a lot of that pastoring. I've, I've learned what it's like to grow presumptuous. And presume, presume grace, or presume God's blessing me, or presume God's okay with it, or God's looking the other way, or presume, you know, eh, there's not nothing wrong. I, I, I know what it is. One of the, one of the big things uh, that I think the Corinthians were struggling with, maybe the privileged children of Israel were struggling with, and even our American uh, church age, it, it, it's success. Success, success, success breeds a presumptuous, or, or, or it's what it really grows out, or prosperity, or, or the good life, or whatever, you know, whatever, just, just, just everything working together, everything's successful, one's going, just success, and, and a lot of times, just because you're successful in one season, you, you can't get presumptuous and assume that this is going to prevail even into the next season, man, I've learned that. Just because, just because every, I remember in my early seasons of, of life, or, or even pastoring, so successful it seemed like in certain areas, but I learned real quick I can't presume that into another season. I can't, I can't just rely, think that grace is just going to come in another season, or, or, or in a fight. Successful in a, this fight, or this storm, that come about, but I can't just presume the next one, the next one is gonna is gonna be that easy, or that I will be successful. We get we, we just get presumptuous sometimes, thinking thinking it's still gonna be okay, or everything's gonna be all right. This next venture, this next thing, it's kind of we kind of get like Samson. We get that Samson mentality. Well, I just shake myself like I always have. I'll just I, he just presumed that the Holy Ghost would show up and he would be strong. I'll just shake Samson. They're, they're, they're on you again. The Philistines are upon you. And he went out and shook himself. And he didn't even know. He didn't even know that, that, that the Spirit of God had left him. That's what, that's what I think I see in this. And, and I understand it because prosperity does that to us. Good life does that to us. And good times do that to us. Uh, uh, it's a time we have to guard against. When, when we've been really successful... And, and, and whatever sphere of life, we have to guard against being foolhardy. 
being silly and, 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 and just assuming that, and thinking, I did it. Remember what the scripture say? He that, that stands, that, be careful. Be careful because he might not be far from a fall. We can't be foolhardy. The, I thought about Moab. I had just read this story a few weeks ago. And Moab, God, God come against them because, because that's the way they got. They had just got to assuming and presuming that they were safe where they were at and that there wouldn't be no trouble there. But, and Jeremiah, I want to read you just a portion of that. Jeremiah 48, uh, starting with verse 10, I believe it is. Uh, God says, Cursed be he that doeth the work of the Lord deceitfully. Cursed be he that keepeth back. What it was, they wouldn't even fight. They wouldn't fight. They, they held their sword. They held their sword because they just, we're just, you know, just presuming, just comfortable. But to him that holds back the sword, verse, in verse 11, it goes on and says, Moab hath been at ease from his youth. He has settled on his lees or his bed. He hath not been emptied from vessel to vessel, neither hath he gone into captivity. Therefore, his taste remained in him, and his sin is not changed. Nothing's changed. Verse, and in the final verse, verse, or did I, is that the only one I give you? Okay, all right, that's fine. I didn't need to go any further anyway. But, but just think on that. Think on that. Just, just assuming and presuming everything's going to be. The rich man, the rich man daily watched Lazarus. Daily, every day, every day. I guarantee you, in his mind, he presumptuous that this is okay. This is all right, presumptuous. He was the rich man. He was successful. He would view this as God has blessed me. God has privileged me. God's been good to me. I don't know what this poor Lazarus has done. But he, he was presumptuous. He thought he stood. He thought he had standing. I'm going to tell you what, in fighting sin, we got to be careful. We got to be careful that we think we stand. We think it's just good. We think we are. When we're at our best, we got to plan for the worst. I'm going I'm to get that home in a minute. It's, you'll, it'll come clearer and clearer as we go. But that's, you know, success, prosperity, good life. Seemingly, seemingly God's blessing even, God's favor. God's privilege, that's what Israel thought. They'd eat, the, they'd eat from, the, from, the, from God's hand. They drank from the rock. They'd been guided. They'd been led. They'd been, they just presumed. We got this. We got this. And they got pride. They got idolaters. They become fornicators. They become murmurers. And God said he, threw, he overthrew most of them in the wilderness because he was not pleased with that. And it was all because it was all because of presumption. Yeah, you got to be careful if you're gonna really fight personal sin. Uh, another thing I thought about this: when we think too little of sin, you'll get presumptuous. When you think too little, when it's not a horror to you anymore, I think all of us, all of us will know in some degree, we've thought more or thought of it more dreadful at times. We've thought it worse. At times, I want to tell you, we get, when we get presumptuous, we're thinking too light of it. We're not afraid of it. We forgot, we've forgotten the little foxes is what's spoiling everything. It's what's ruining us. It's ruining us. There was a scripture that I brought out Sunday morning, Psalms 50. 
that, that I didn't read you the whole part, and I'm really glad I didn't because it fits really good with tonight's segment. But remember, I, I read you this as we close Sunday morning. He says, call upon me in the day of trouble. That's God saying now. I will deliver thee, remember? And thou shalt glorify me. That's what he's wanting. But unto the wicked, God says, what hast thou to declare? Why, what hast thou to do why, why, to, to, to declare my statutes? Or that thou shouldest take my covenant in thy mouth. Verse 17, seeing thou hatest instruction, you cast my words behind thee. When thou sawest the thief, thou, you got in with him. Thou hast been a partaker with the adulterers. Verse 19, thou givest thy mouth to evil, thy tongue frameth deceit. Verse 20, thou saidest and speakest against thy brother, thou slanderest thy own mother's son. These things hast thou done. And I've kept silent. Thou thoughtest I was altogether such as one as thyself. But I will reprove thee and set thee them in order before thine eyes. Amen. I, I, that's, that's, what's what I, that's, that's, that's the heart. Thinking too little. There's another verse, but don't worry about it, Casey. That's at the heart of it. But, but, but when we begin it, and, and, and let, me, let me throw this in before we, before we move on. Thinking, if we if we think too little of, of sin or or the horrors of it or that, but I think I think this goes hand in hand, except on the opposite spectrum. We begin to think too too little of of discipleship and, and of, of Christian discipline or or, or disciple, Christian disciple. Or I'm gonna use this word. I know people don't like it nowadays, but it's true. We think too little of true religion. And I use that word, I don't mean it in the form that it's got to, matter of fact, when you say religion nowadays, everybody, everybody thinks it's you talking bad, but I'm going to tell you what, true dis- discipleship is a religious activity. It is an everyday activity. It is, it is, it is getting in a habit of doing good and godly things to build up your own self. There's nothing wrong with it in its right place. Now, I know, I know, I, yeah, I know it can be bad and it can be used bad and we've seen it with various things, but, but, but when we think too little of it, when we have low thoughts of God and low thoughts of Christ, when we begin to think low of the Spirit of God, low thoughts of the Holy Ghost, low thoughts of the gifts, low thoughts of, of His Spirit moving, low thoughts of the... When we think low of study, when we think study is of little use, when we think, I don't, I'm not even worried about study because what good is it anyway? We're getting presumptuous. We're, we're, getting, we're getting too far beyond. We think too little of coming to church. Coming to church. We think that's not that big. I, I, it's like I, the, the, there's, a new, there's a new term me and Keith was talking about the other night. There's a new term. It's a new term that I run across here not long ago about the new faithfulness, the new faithfulness, and the new faithful. You know what the new faithfulness is? Every now and again. Going to church every now and again is the new faithfulness. Yeah. That's, that's presumptuous. That's, that's not, you're not going to fight sin like that. You're not going to be built in such a way that you can even stand to the easiest and the simplest of of the tactics of the enemy. There'll be no building up. Amen. Thinking too little, too little of prayers, of praying, prayer time, calling on God, getting together, seeking worship. Thinking too little of worship. 
I don't know how we can, but some do. I'm, I, don't, I don't know how we can think too little of worship. Worship just sets the table for me. That's God preparing me a table in the midst of my enemies when we worship. He is setting the table. He's setting the table, and he's about ready for me to come and eat. Hey! He is preparing the table. Yeah, it's true. I don't know how we could think too little, but I've seen it. I've seen folk, a lot of folk, they, 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 can't, they don't like it, don't want to be a part of it. I, I don't know anybody nowadays, but I've seen in churches before, nobody at this one anymore, thank the Lord. But I've seen them where they wouldn't even come for worship. They just dive in at preaching or something or, or dive, you know, dive in towards the end or, not, or not, not, even, not even worry about the worship. Man, thinking too little. I don't need it. I'm way beyond that. I'm way beyond church worship. I'm way beyond all that. Way beyond that. I'm going to tell you something. I believe when we really get to heaven, we're going to really get it. How, how much value was in this stuff. Hey, how much value was in this worship. How much value was in our prayers. When we get to heaven, we're going to see the value of what the word was. We're going to see the value of coming out on a Wednesday night when a lot of folk don't. We're going to see the value. Uh, Lord, the value of studying this book religiously, religiously, amen, and all the other functions, and there's a bunch more, but I'm just saying, I'm just giving you an idea tonight, but but this last, this, this, was, this is the one I feel like, this is the one that he really brung out in the text tonight, and he, he began this, he, he began this thought like this, he said, he said, I, I don't want you to be ignorant, and I'm not calling y'all ignorant. I, I always cringe when I, because I, I, I always cringe when I, when I preach this particular part in any part, because there's several places where Paul, this is one of his favorite saying, don't be ignorant now. Several places, don't be ignorant. And I know that don't come, in our age, that don't come across very good at all. It's just, it's just not a good way to connect, you know. Don't be ignorant, but it's still the word. But, but we understand really what he's talking about. There's, we're, we're missing something. We're missing something. You're not understanding. There's something you're not getting. There's something you don't know. But they had something different as well. It was, a, it was an ignorance. They weren't getting it. I'm going to try to use a different word, but I can't use it a different word when that's really what the word is. There was an ignorance, but then there was a pride. There was an ignorant pride. Now, that really sounds like an ugly thing, don't it? An ignorant pride. That's what they had. That was, that was their cause for presumption. That was the children of Israel's problem. They had, they, had, they had come up with this ignorant pride. The Corinthians had come along with an ignorant pride. And I'm just going to tell you something. The American church or the American culture, church culture has got an ignorant pride. And I'm not being ugly. I'm just telling it straight. And I'm not saying that about anybody in here. I'm just saying that overall. It's got a, we've got an ignorant pride because of various things. They, they, because God had gifted them. Yeah. They, we've been gifted. We're, we're good. We've had the manna. We've had the rock. We've been under this great cloud and this fire. The Corinthians, they'd been, they'd been gifted with things of the Spirit that no other church had been gifted with. Mighty signs, mighty wonders, mighty works, mighty moves. God had used them. You got to be careful even when God has gifted you. 
Even when God has used you. Yeah, absolutely. Man, that's the truth. Too little, demanding too little. Just, but God had used him. I guess we sometimes presume that he's going to keep using us. That I'm so special or so good, so gifted. Come on, I'm so gifted. Everybody tells us that. Or the ones that we hang out with. Because we quit hanging out with the ones that didn't. <laughs> yes, mine too, most of the time. Yes. Amen and amen, said the church. Amen. God had graced them. Think about it. I know, I know if, 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 if I've had a weakness in these things I'm talking about, it's been because, man, I've been graced so heavily in my life, in my Christian life. I have. God has graced me. I know without a shadow of a doubt, you've heard the story, I would have failed and failed and failed again and again. But God would miraculously grace me. Crazy grace. I didn't even know how to say miraculous grace. I've had miraculous grace that has saved my life, my soul, my spiritual life. Not maybe my physical, but my spiritual life. He's graced me and kept me from a sin or kept me from a tragic and a major fall. All my life has been that. It's always been that way. From the very get-go, you've heard the story. The one that very started it with the, with the beer cooler. You heard it. I was sitting there debating on it. Six months saved. Not even that long. I wasn't even saved that long. Three or four months. A, a recovering alcoholic, binge drinker. Dumb thing to be sitting on somebody else's beer cooler full of beer in July. On the creek bank with nobody else around but one guy that was drinking them. How many know you're set up? You've took the bait. Dumb, dumb, da dumb, dumb, dumb. But God miraculously cut Cindy's new car off right around the corner for me. Bam, bam, bam. Shut it down. And she had to walk. She knew where I was at. She wasn't coming down there. She was going to her mama's to visit. I thought I had all day. I'll never forget it. Sitting on that cooler, and I, I had done determined that one wouldn't hurt me. Dum da dum dum dum. And I knew one would kill me, because I was the guy that couldn't do one. And just at the time I had made the decision in my mind. I'll never forget it. That will live with me till end of the eternity. I'm gonna thank I'm gonna thank God for His sweet grace and eternity for that. I am because hey hey because sitting right there, sitting right there, I had done got up just enough off of the just probably just a little bit of air clearance there where I could wrench my hand down in there. I just and and by the time I begin to make a move, I done made the move in my mind. I just hadn't embodied yet. She called my name. She said, Lee, yep, there it is. She said, Lee, 
and I about jumped on. I felt I was guilty. All she had to do was give an altar call. <laughs> she just, all she had to do was come as you are, and I hit the dirt. Hallelujah. Yes, grace. You know what saved me that day? Grace, not willpower, not not anything, but grace. That began the march. That began the day. That began the. I, that began it all because there wasn't even nothing wrong with her car. I walked back up there to work on it, and it started, and it never quit again to the day that my brother-in-law hit a deer with it. <laughs> Some 15 years later <laughs> or whatever, but it never cut off again. God's grace right around the turn for me. That's what I'm talking about, and I can understand, and at this point in my life, I can't, I can't be presumptuous that that's always going to bail me out. Hey! Hey, I can't presume that's going to always bail me out. I'm thankful for when it has. And I'm thankful that if it does again, I'll be thankful. But I'm not going to presume that I can just stand and get so close to the edge and God's grace is going to be there. I can't. And you can't either. You can't fight sin like that. You can't fight sin presuming grace. You can't fight sin hoping for grace. You just can't do it. You can't do it. You will fall. You will fall. God's privileges. He's so privileged. But we can't presume the privilege or own the privilege. We can't presume that that's it. We can't presume any of that. Amen. Through all of my privilege, I can't forget, I can't forget, I can't forget. I've got this, I've got this disposition in me. I've got this bend, I've got this slant. Though I've been gifted, though I've been privileged, though you've been gifted, though you've been privileged, though you've been graced, though I've been graced, we've all got this disposition in us that we are capable of sinning. We're capable, we're capable of pitching our tent towards Sodom. As Lot did. We're capable of leaning that way. We're capable. No matter what we've been partakers of, no matter what that, we're, 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 we got tendencies and inclinations deep within us that makes it so important. Amen. Amen. I believe that. I believe that tonight. In this text tonight, there's the promise. Oh, yeah, of, of a great help of God. But there's the promise that temptation's coming. And it's coming powerfully. It is. That's, I think that's the, whole, that's the whole idea even behind some of the, some of the examples that he gives give us. Amen. 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 I, I believe that tonight. Let me, tell, let me tell you what I've learned to do. And this is the practical part. This is where I'm going to bring it home now. When I'm at my best, I need to plan for my worst. Here's what, here's what I believe tonight. In, in fighting my own personal sin, I, I believe this. I treat myself like a pre-sinner. I want you to hear that. You treat yourself like a pre-sinner. In, in other words, I'm capable. I'm capable. I'm inclined. This could, this could go wrong. I'm not saying I am. That's like when my kids was growing up. When my kids were growing up, I had standards. I had standards, not, not, not that they had failed yet. They had not. Not that, not that they had went against my standard. Not that they had sinned. 
But I knew they were inclined. I knew they could. I knew they knew how. I set up standards. Standards on computers. Standards on, on, on dating. Standards on various things. You know why? I did. Matter of fact, they, they sometimes thought it was hard. I know my oldest girl especially. She thought I was really hard. Youngest girl never did really say much because she was good to stay with me until she was 18 anyway. She really didn't care. Matter of fact, I didn't know she was ever going to leave. I wasn't sure. But, but my oldest girl, she would fight against that. And she'd say, well, you, you treat, me, treat me like I'm already thus and thus or whatever. And, and, and I, that's where the, really that thought, I said, we, we, we really are pre this. And if we don't have a standard, that's for ourselves. We can't put ourselves in some situations because you know what? You know what? Better watch who that thinks he can stand lest he falls, lest he slips into that. You've got to treat yourself sometimes like a pre-addict. I'd have never got on that cooler had I been treating myself like a pre-addict. I might not be today, but if I sit on that cooler, I might be by next time next year. Come on. I've seen folk that you never would have thought. They, they, they would tell you they never thought I will do this. They said, I'll never, I didn't never, I didn't. I went and talked to a one boy in jail one time. I'll never forget it. And he went down, he went down the wormhole. He went down the black hole. He went from, he went from, I mean, I, I, I had great, great, you know, admiration or, or respect. Or I, I, thought, I thought he was really doing good, very smart, very intelligent in the things of God. But he sat on the cooler one time too many. Not just necessarily alcohol, you understand. But he sat on the cooler one time thinking. And I remember, I can remember, I can remember when I seen a shift in him. And he got this, this, this ignorant pride. Got arrogant. Thinking I'll never, I'll never. You got to always, because you don't know what, you, you don't, you right now, you may not have it. Right now, you might not feel the proneness. I had somebody tell me that one time. I was talking to them about some things. I was just saying, well, I talked to them about pornography. I was talking to them about it. And, and they said, well, I'm not prone to that. Well, I said, well, you better, you better be careful then. <laughs> you better be careful. You're the one better watch. Amen. You know what I learned? I learned this just this, 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 this year when, I, when my dad passed. And, and, and the things that kind of unfolded. I, I had never, I had never in my life had anxiety. Ever. Never. I could, I didn't even know what it was, honestly. I'd hear people talking about, I've got anxiety. I had no idea what anxiety was. Because I had never lived under that at all. Didn't know what it was. Didn't have a clue. And whatever reason, see, you better watch thinking you stand. You better watch. But evidently, evidently, it was through, through my dad's passing, I, 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 I gathered together some huge anxiety. I didn't even know what it was at first. At first, I, at first I was trying to figure, I couldn't figure it out. I, couldn't, I thought, what is wrong with me? I, 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 thought it was, I thought it was this, I thought it was that. And then it just come clear to me. The Lord just spoke to me. It's anxiety. I'm struggling. I, I went to y'all remember I went I went to the to the to the uh, outer banks with my family 
And we, went, we got down there on a Thursday. I did pretty good Thursday. Done fairly good on Friday. And by Saturday, I was a mess because I had so much anxiety. So much anxiety. I, 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 and by Sunday, I had to come home. I told Cindy, I said, I got to go home. She says, I know. She did. She was just, she said, I know. I know you do. And, and, and I, had to come, I had to come deal with that. I had to come deal. Never, never. What I'm trying to say is you don't know what season is next. You don't know what season you're going to find. You might not ever, you might not be prone to anxiety today. But you better watch what comes. You might not be prone to pornography today. But you better be careful. You might not be prone for alcohol or drugs. That's the boy like I was talking about. Never, never dreamed he would do drugs. And went down a dark hole. And to my knowledge, I'm not sure he's ever recovered. Amen. Careful. Amen. Amen. This, when we get this, this, this proud arrogance, this proud ignorance, we, we really think we're strong. That's what we think. We think we're strong. And really that's when we're weakest. That's really when we're most vulnerable. That's when it really when we're in most trouble because we're we're convinced of our own strength. We're convinced that well, I've got this strength, Amen, Amen. I, we we think we think we're okay, Amen, Amen. Think I I think I'm strong, Amen. I believe this tonight because I'm going to bring this home. I believe that every wise believer, every wise believer will. Will, will, if you want to call it like this, well, if he's going to fight sin anyway, every wise believer that fights sin will, 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 will realize, realize that even though sin seems dormant or distant, and those particular sins seem dormant or distant, he will prepare while he's doing good. While he's at his best, he prepares even for the worst. Ain't that what a wise nation does? Think about a wise nation. We, we, we've once been a wise nation. A wise nation, he prepares for battle in peacetime. He builds up the, he builds up the defenses while it's peace. Not when the enemy's coming over the wall. That's what we do. That's what I see in this scripture. If we're going to really... Practically fights in. We we build up. We build up now. We are ready now. Like a homeowner that buys insurance before the storm. While it's good, while the sun is out, we we buy the policy. Not when the storm's coming over the mountain. Amen. I believe that tonight. I really do. Amen. Amen. Because we're prone. And even if I'm not prone to certain sins, I know, like I said, it could be just a season away. Just a season away. That's why we just that's why we religiously study, religiously pray, religiously get fed into, religiously seek God, religiously have God touch our life over and over and over again. We gather and we we, we religiously seek Him. Because he knows what we have need of. 
He knows what's in the next season. He knows what's in the very next. He knows what's coming in your. Paul, he knew what was in your next season. He did. And that's why he was built for it. He builds us for it. When we're obedient, when we hear what he says and we build on what he says, we, we work on it. I've seen way too many people shocked. I've seen way too many families shocked. Way too many. I've seen way too many churches shocked by what sin's done in someone's life. We're like old Hazel most of the time. Remember Hazel? I think it's in 2 Kings 8. I believe he was first general under King Assyria. And the king of Syria was dying. And he sent Hazel to Elisha, the man of God, to see would this be unto death or will I get better? Remember? And he went, he went, he went to see Elisha. And Elisha, Elisha pretty much told him, he's going to recover, but you're going to kill him. <laughs> and and remember, Hazel said, What? Remember what he said? This is my, one of my favorite lines in the Bible. Am I a dog that I should do such a thing? Am I a dog? See, that's how people do when you say, you better watch that particular sin right there. Am I a dog? I won't do that. You better watch that porn. You better watch that addiction. You better, am I a dog? No, but you're a sinner. You're prone. You're a free. You might be a free sinner, but you better watch it. Sometimes eyes can see where the path's going. Sometimes some of us has, has got a good inclination where this is heading. Some of us, sometimes we can prophesy and say, thus saith the Lord, this is going to end in destruction. And they, they say things like, am I a dog? Get all wound up. Of course, long story short, he was a dog. He was a pre-murderer. Elisha, Elisha was, was prophesying, you are a pre-murderer. And had he, had he took heed, of course it was the word of the Lord anyway, but had he took heed in our situation, had he took heed, he wouldn't have failed. The old king got better and then he smothered him. And Hazel ruled in his stead. Amen. Amen. While we're at our best, we need to prepare for our worst. That's how we fight it. You don't wait till it's here. You're way too gone now. You don't wait till it's here. That's why you're at your best. You prepare. I hold, I hold myself to a, to a standard. I really do. I, I aim on it. I try to. I hold my standard to, a, to the standard of a sinful man because I know what's there. I know what's in here. I know my pr proneness. I know my bend. And I do that for this reason because I want more desperately than anything in this world to avoid a big fall. I do. I want to avoid any kind of big fall. I have enough little ones. Yes. Yes. I've 
even prayed, Brother Angela. And, it, and I don't know, it might have been presumptuous to even pray such a thing. It might have even been somewhat silly or crazy. But I've even prayed, Lord, Lord, kill me before I fall like that. Yes. Yes, sir, I did too. In the midst of some failures, I prayed, God, kill me before I would do that. This juncture in my life, above all things, I, I ain't going to have time to close this. I ain't going to have time to finish this because I think I'm running out of time. But I want to give you this quick rundown. We ain't got to turn to the scripture texture, but in, in Numbers, there's a story. I got to close it with this. That there's a story. There's a story in Numbers where, 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 where God instructed Israel. Israel was really struggling. They were in the midst of their struggle. They were in the midst of their pre-sinning, and they done went on beyond and were full-out sinning. But the, 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 the Bible was, they were struggling with, with what, what the Bible calls whoring hearts and whoring eyes. They were, they were, they were really struggling with, with, the, with the lusts and, and chasing after other gods and chasing after various things of other cultures and various things. And, and, and God, God, God commanded to, uh, Moses to, to tell them to, to, to make tassels, if you will, fringes, and to put on the fringes of their garments. Tassel, Numbers 15, if you want to look it up, Brother Josh, verse 36 and 38, 39. But they put fringes, and, and, and the reason he had them do that is, is so, so when they would see the tassels, they would see the tassels, they would realize, they would realize, I'm prone to fall. I'm prone to have whoring eyes and whoring hearts. And have them make tassels so, so they'll, they'll know that I am God and that I'm holy. That I am him. Now, I said that to say this. We don't have tassels no more. It's okay. You know, we wear, we wear like Paul's got it hit and Brother Angle's got yours on. We, we do things like that to remember and the various things. We don't do tassels no more. But I'm going to tell you what God's give us. He's give us the cross. In this same fight. It, it's better than a tassel. He's give us the cross. He's give us the cross. And, 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 and Paul, Paul talked about dying daily. Daily. Jesus taught, taught us about denying ourselves and taking up the cross daily and following him. That's, that's every day, even when I'm standing strong, even when I'm at my best, I'm at my best, I still take up the cross. And I follow him every day. And I do believe that's how you prepare for the worst. For all that you're prone to. For everything that's coming. We're, we're, who's coming? You coming on? I didn't even see you back there. You, you hid back there. I thought, well, she's not even in here. <laughs> Bless your heart. Come on up tonight. And we'll, uh, we'll close out with, with prayer. But I believe that tonight. I want to tell you, I believe we should, we should, when we're at our very best, prepare. 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 Prepare for the worst. Even what you don't know it. I've went through a lot of things, and I've had a lot of crazy thoughts come in my mind over the years that I didn't even know were existed. I'm kind of like David. I had killed some things. I've killed some Goliaths only to look up and find brothers just like him. And, and, 
and I, I realized I'm just like David. Well, I've gotten older now. I don't know if I can kill him at this point in my life. That's why I'm at my bed. Keep preparing for the worst. On and on and on I could go tonight. On and on and on. But I believe that makes it practical. Practical as I know to make it. But it's just, just a powerful piece of scripture. Eternal for us to hold on to. To help us in our fight. Yes. Yes, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Come on, let's just stand tonight for a minute. I want to thank the Lord for his word. And I just want to open up this altar to you. Uh, and you just deal with God in your heart. You prepare. You might somebody you might be in here tonight and you you are at your best. Well you you just come on up here and get ready for the worst. And you might be here and this might be your worst. You can use the same cross. You might be going some through some of the worst things. The same cross. The same cross will bring forgiveness and strength and the power to move on. To move past your failures. Did you hear me? The cross will help you move past your failures tonight. So whatever your need tonight, whatever, whatever side you're on tonight, if you're at your worst and you need to get back to your best, it's the cross. And if you're at your best and you, you want to prepare for the worst, it's the cross. Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto him. Lest we faint. We're worried in our mind. Looking unto him who took on the cross. Carried it. Looking unto him.